0: Hello and welcome to the Bearded Wisdom Podcast. I am your loving, caring, totally amazing host, Les McDaniel, who is today concluding his role as the driving instructor, the auto mechanic, the crew chief, all that kind of stuff. But before we start that engine, that is you, to go too far down the highway, we got to know where we're going, folks. And I want to remind you that where we're going is we're trying to encourage you to join us. Join us on our social channels at Instagram and Facebook at epicfusion.life or TikTok and YouTube at Bearded Wisdom. And like I always say, YouTube, maybe not always, but every once in a while I say YouTube is the place where you're going to actually see some of these. There comes a time in life where you got to make a decision. You can write your own story or let someone else tell it for you. This is the show for that time. This is Bearded Wisdom with Les McDaniel. So here is what this looks like. When you are in this mode of, of waking up, this is first gear, not fourth. Man, I am. I woke up this morning at Three o'clock in fourth gear. It was pretty crazy. My mind was just racing and ready to go. And I had to kind of reset myself and take some time to get myself back into first gear and to calm myself. And I actually got up and wrote a few of the things that I thought I needed to get done today down because they were just on my mind. And then I was able to go and turn on a meditation and fall back asleep. Early morning routine, your breakfast and your hygiene. This is definitely a first and second gear move. Your drive time, this is a a fun one. This can be first or it could be fourth. My personal take on this is that if you can find a way to avoid moving into fourth gear on your drive time, it allows you that opportunity to make sure that you connect with third gear. And I think you can really do that. This isn't in this little routine that we got, this little mock routine. But I love to get my drive time in in first gear, listening to something that feeds my soul, whatever it might be, and then having a a 15-minute window where I go into third gear with folks as I'm walking in the office, because I've already been through first and second gear. I'm downshifted, but I'm going back in. And then you hit work. This can be fourth or fifth gear. Your break, third, second, or first gear. Are you having a water cooler chat? That's going to be third gear. Or maybe it's even second gear. Maybe it's maybe it's something where you're digging in and you're you're creating you have a good friend at the office and you guys are talking about really personal matters. Or maybe it's just you grabbing a cup of coffee and and going and sitting out on the the lawn of the grounds of your office or whatever it might be. Or maybe in my case, it would be go sitting in my backyard by myself. Then we work again, third, second, or first. Work lunch break. Third, second, or first. I gotta tell you, when it comes to lunch. There is something there. If you can truly be intentional about making sure to spend time really being present with the meal and the people that you're with and and the gratitude that that can overflow from that moment, what a powerful thing that is for others to be present with when you can be grateful for your food and set the tone for how you guys are going to eat together and feast together. Work, back to fourth or fifth gear. Break, third, second, and first gear. Work well, you can see it. Dinner time is second and third gear. Family and personal time, first, second, and third gear, not fourth or fifth. And I want to encourage you, that means doing everything you possibly can to shut off the mind of all the things that are going on. And I would even venture to say that when you are entering into family and personal time, if you've got a lot of things running through your mind during dinner or after dinner, take Five minutes to just do a brain dump on a piece of paper that you know you won't forget on your phone, record something, whatever, so that you can get back into that family and personal time. The late night routine is all about first gear. It's the wind down, it's the thing that prepares you for your sleep. I think this could even go as far as setting the lights. We have lights in our house that are all the the lights that are on the circadian rhythm so that it helps us wind down. So, sleep, first gear. Well, there we go, folks. This is how you master the settings of your life. Stay-at-home parents, very similar. Kind of could be a little bit different for you guys, for sure. <laughs> and there's some. There could be a lot of interruptions in this. In fact, even recording this, my dog is over here. My dog. Somebody knocked on the door, and he started barking, and so I had to pause and re-record. That. Yeah, yeah. It's all fun. It's all fun and games. But this is life. This is the life that we live. This is what we do, right? This is this is a beautiful thing. Now we're going to d- jump into the whole notion of trade up again, and I really do want to make sure that we understand what this looks like. This is really not just about the people in your life, and I I, I got hyper focused on that because I don't want it to be misunderstood with this common cultural thing that talks about the five you you are the average of the five people you hang out with. This is not about that. This is all about connections, and that these connections actually take care of I think that problem that we often face with the five people that are quote unquote the average that are, that we are the average of and and it really ups our game because we start to take responsibility only for our actions and the controllables in our life and and we start to make different choices in how we actually show up in certain scenes of our life we maybe we have some sort of trigger i mean my office is a perfect example it's not just an office it's I have a little conference table over here. I have my desk where I do my recording and I do some, sometimes I do my emails and I do a lot of Zoom calls here. And then I've got over there a little space where it's a place where I can meditate and pray. And I've got great recliners where I can sit and and just really, if I, if I need to watch a video or something that is a training that I'm doing based upon something I'm learning, I can sit in my recliner and watch it on my TV. And it's a beautiful setup, right? Each one of these are spaces that mark transitions for me. When I sit in this desk, I know that I'm in, I'm in hyper-productivity mode. I am typically going to be focused and occasionally in fourth gear. When I go over to my, my conference table, it, it serves two purposes. One, it's hyper-focused when my family, my daughter and my wife and I are all working together and we're planning something. Hyper-focused on planning. So that's a very very collaborative, more fourth gear mode We're we're multitasking. And it serves as a break for me to do my own really hyper-focused writing. When I write, I like to move away from this desk because I will get distracted by all the things that are going on here. And it's just me and my iPad with a keyboard and I am typing away and I'm writing or I'm creating content for future episodes of my podcast or videos that I'm doing. These are the kinds of triggers we're talking about. And I personally would like to actually go about the process of printing up, not, not i want to, I'm going to put up these labels that literally start to mark these as what I do so that I am intentional about first, second, third, fourth, fifth gear, and then coming down off of that at the end of the day, fifth gear, fourth gear, third gear, second gear, first gear, and making sure that I'm preparing myself all the way through this to to ramp up my day and ramp my day down. I think it is one of the more healthy ways that we can do it. It's not going to be perfect. There's going to be times where we have to slam on the brakes and put it in reverse. There's going to be times where there's a lot of stoplights along the way, a lot of hangups. I mean, a lot of things that block our path or impede our way, our, our, our progress and productivity. But that doesn't mean that in those moments that we can't exercise our connections and those relationships much, much, much deeper. So what do these triggers maybe look like? I mentioned one earlier. Let's say there's this. In fact, I know for a fact that I've got a gas station that's probably about five minutes from my house. So if I've gone out, and I've been, which is, you know, I love to get out there and and be social and do a lot of connection and create, you know, creatively connect with people in, in environments where I get to speak and I get to coach and I get to network and all these things, right? I love trainings. I'm a part of Front Row Dads, which is a powerhouse group of men, of entrepreneurs who desire to be family men first, businessmen second. I, I, I love it. When I'm on my way home from those kinds of events, I may be on the phone working on the final pieces of the day with my daughter who, who I'm partnering with, or I may be talking to somebody who's potentially coming to one of my events, but I hit that, that gas station and it's a trigger. I don't always pay attention to the trigger, just being honest. And I recognize it's time for me to wind down that conversation and start preparing myself to enter into third or second gear with my family. You see, that's a trigger. That's one of the triggers that you can have another one is setting an alarm it can be it can be creating the space in such a way that you know for example i was telling you about my meditation area over here it is completely you know truly set up with it's got a, a bell it's got the cross back there it's got prayer beads it's got Incense, it's got all sorts. I got all my my meditation type books over there. I, I've got easy access to being able to turn on my music and meditate or whatever. It's set up for it to be a peaceful moment where I can burn candles and do all those things. Like that's a trigger for me to be able to know, all right, I'm going over there. This is that one of the stations. I mean, we did this in <laughs> kindergarten, for goodness sakes. It's kind of funny that we're still having this conversation today. We used to do this all the time. We had these stations that we would bounce. Y'all remember that? I don't know if y'all remember that, but. Anyways, that's it. I digress. And then there's just a blatant, blatant, blatant printing up, as I've mentioned already, putting a gear five in the gear five areas, putting a gear four in the gear four areas, putting a gear three signage, literally post it, tape it, make it real evident that this is what we do when we're here. I can totally see this being a powerful thing for those of you who have kids at home You're homeschooling, you're doing, you know, your days look kind of blended and it's difficult to understand gears. What a powerful way, as I've discussed before, to be able to describe through the sign language of holding up five fingers, four fingers, three fingers, to let your kids know what gear we're moving into. And it will give them some language to just be able to describe what they're feeling in those moments. So give this a shot. I think this is a great opportunity for you. And so, Now, we have this pairs exercise to kind of begin as we're starting on the very tail end of this episode. Reach out to your spouse, your life partner, your friend, or a business partner, and I want you to celebrate the biggest ahas that you have had in relation to the master your settings and mastering your transition sections. One of the greatest ways to imprint great ahas is to share them as quickly and as often as possible with those that you're meeting. It is a really quick way. I, I mean, I'll just tell you right now, when I do this podcast, there are things that I'm, in, I'm working on myself. A lot of times I'm preaching to the choir as I'm talking to you guys. There's always room for improvement in my life. But what I can say is the moment that it comes out of my mouth and it's spoken and then it's out in the airwaves in the universe and, the, and people are listening to it and I know this, there is an instant state of accountability and of me having to be held to account for my own life and the way that I preach compared to the way that I live. And I will tell you that not everybody desires to have the integrity of practicing what they preach or really walking the walk that they they talk about. I desire that more than anything. I desire to be called out in moments where I am not full of living into my integrity. Where where I am, I mean, I, I can tell you the. <laughs> Here's a really honest one. In fact, the guy who is going to edit this podcast for me, he's a guy who I literally had to put in my put my gear in reverse just the other day and say to this guy, he's amazing. Kevin Kevin, I'm so sorry, man. I love to be a man of integrity who does what he says he's going to do. And I am failing at getting these podcasts out as quickly as I had hoped. Man, it was it was a hard thing to do because I hate being a guy who lets people down when i've when I've because this this when I'm slow in getting these out, it affects their productivity and and we have to recognize those things. So being able to create all of these and being able to share the ahas that you've got along the way creates that set of of real strong accounting that you can do for yourself with those that you are sharing this stuff with. So I challenge you there to do just that. Well, here's the famous tool that I've been talking about. I love this tool. We all love this tool. I think we all love this tool. You don't love this tool if you don't want to change. That's for dang sure, because it's the one that tells you to unwrap all of the strange things that you call tendencies that are your, that you may hate about yourself in some cases. Some of them you may love, but a lot of times I think the tendencies carry with them a very heavy weight that really is all about the things that keep us from the realities that we desire. I think we, we live in this space where we don't understand that our tendencies are just what they are and that when we can begin to understand those things, it empowers us to be able to change that pattern of behavior. You've heard me say this over and over again. It allows us to change habitual patterns of behavior for new patterns that result in new actions that lead to different consequences that create a reality that's more in alignment with what we desire to have in our life. The foundational truths is once again, our tendencies do not change. Without intentionality and those five spheres of influence, starting with yourself, to know yourself, to lead yourself, the previous default patterns of behavior will always return, always. There's a, there's a great story in scripture that about a demon getting cast out of the house, but no one came in and filled the house and cleaned the house and made the house better. And instead, the demon came back with all of its friends and it was 10 times as evil. Guys, this is kind of what it is for our default patterns of behavior. Sometimes if we aren't intentional about removing certain aspects and replacing them with new things, those patterns of behavior can just grab a hold of us even heavier. There's some controversial things around the challenges that we face when it comes to a world of addiction. Yes, there's science around addiction, but the truth is, is that there are Actual realities of our life that if we can replace those unhealthy things in our life with healthy things, it can truly, truly empower us. I, I, there is a story of of a man named Charlie Charlie Engel, and he is a long distance runner. And when I mean long distance, I mean long distance runner. The guy ran across the was it the Sahara Desert? I think in a hundred and ten days is what he did, over, a, not 110 days, to, it, a hundred and ten days, in eleven days. It took him a while but he ran the entire thing with a couple of other folks and and the guy he's addicted to running but he, but his addiction to running replaced an addiction in his own life to drugs like this is a perfect example of replacing something unhealthy with something healthy now granted those things probably could get out of control too but the way he has served the world through his running it is impressive i mean the, the stories are go on and on and on teach the five gears in the the, the sign language and It will become commonplace inside of all of your cultures. Posting things about the five, four, three, two, one, or just the gear column. Just show the gear column picture and post it in all of the rooms and ask people, refer to it, use it, especially in your conferences. I think it will be a powerful thing. Invite your clients into this conversation about where you're at. Help them understand how you work because it sets a precedence and boundaries for those kinds of things that allow for the deeper connection And it models leadership behavior for those that that people will really respect when you truly draw the lines in the sand around those types of boundaries. Relational connectivity is a skill that you can develop. The best way to learn is by imitating someone who is unconsciously competent. What does that mean, unconsciously competent? It means that they literally live this way without even thinking. They don't even know they're doing it. You know that person, that person who wakes up at 5am, their routine is so unbelievably perfected. It's not about they're strict with their routine. It's just so ingrained in them that they don't even think about it. It's just what they do. Or they're amazing speakers because they just naturally just have this gift to be able to riff or give them a topic and go. This is the kind of thing we're talking about when we're talking about unconsciously competent people, imitating people like that. You see, it truly is possible to be both present for those deeper connections in your life and productive to be able to capture all the dreams that you desire for your life and not leave anyone behind on those dreams. It doesn't mean that things are always going to be hunky-dory, but I can tell you when they're not, being present in those connections will always outweigh your productivity in life. When you can't seem to get things done, when you've been present for those that you love and you care about, people show up in your life. And I'm very grateful for those in my life that have shown up in this same way. Once again, remember the prize. This is all about deeper relationships, less relational drama, authentic connections, increased productivity, career advancement, greater influence, and trust and respect. This is what we're going for when we're talking about peace and we're talking about the five gears and ways in which we operate in a world that just has so many demands on our time. Folks, that's the five gears. You can buy the book on Amazon. It's an unbelievable read. It's quick. It's great. It's for everyone. This is not just a business book. It is truly for anyone and everyone that is looking for ways to create greater connection in their life while not losing productivity or reverse. Maybe you've got great connections. And it will allow you to become more productive as you understand where your tendencies land in the operation of your gears and your gear column that may not be working exactly for you. I don't even know if it's called a gear column, man. I, I, just, I just sound like I don't know anything about cars, which is true. So don't be, I'm not really your auto mechanic. I told you that already. So go grab yourself a copy. I can assure you it's a book that you will love to have and you'll be glad to share with many that come along your way. The Five Gears. Fifth gear, focus mode, fourth gear, task mode, third gear, social mode, second gear, connect mode, first gear, recharge mode, and finally, reverse your response mode. Folks, that's the gears, and we want to make sure that what you can begin to do at this particular point is to ask yourself this question around the gears. What is my learning opportunity? This is at the center of the core process, and when you ask the question, what is my learning opportunity, it is on you to have an accounting of yourself, to call it and own it, which is the essence of knowing yourself, and then to lead yourself by responding to that opportunity and executing on it. You got to begin to call it, own it, and respond in ways that allow you to begin to fully know what the path forward is. After all, if your five years aren't healthy, you're not going to go very far in your execution. So beginning to learn those aspects of the five gears can truly be a powerhouse opportunity for you. Coming, not coming soon, what I will let you know now is that if you want to learn how you can take this to the next level with your teams, this is a great series that I am happy and will support you in bringing in-house for you and teaching you how to really implement this throughout your entire organization. I keep going through this and and I can't even imagine a world where you had language to talk about people's lives where it did become an HR nightmare because they weren't asking inappropriate questions or pretending to be counselors or anything like that. But instead, you were just tapping into, tell me about how you feel. Where's your peace index these days? How are you feeling about your purpose, your place, your people, your physical, your personal health, your, your provision? I love the idea of being able to ask those questions. And then when they say, man, I'm at like a 30% on this particular thing, man, it was it's like you can dive in and say, well, tell me about, oh, you're struggling with the people in your life. Okay, well, tell me what are the f- top five people in your life that are really hurting right now? What a great way to be able to open a conversation out up uh, and, and to do so in a safe environment where they are not doing nothing but reflecting the, back to themselves the very thing that they don't really know how to tap into. It's beautiful. And then to implement the five gears on top of that in such a way where now you're able to have a language around how they might be able to address certain pieces of this piece index, pieces of the piece index. That's a, that's a mouthful. But how can you address certain elements of within the piece index by, uh, by tapping into the five gears and the connections that are, that happen inside of each of those piece index elements. That's a powerful tool that, Automatically begins to create language that will support you in your endeavor to lead people forward. It can also work in your home and being able to have a, a language that is truly understandable, starting at early teenage years all the way into your business with people who are veterans and, and executives and, and partnerships. And I mean, all of it is going to be such an, a powerful way for you to begin to understand as we jumped in. If, if you were to bring me in, not if, when. You bring me in to help you implement the five gears and the peace index within your team. If you want information about that, you can definitely reach out to me over any of the social channels. You can also reach out to me at info at epicfusion.life. That's info at epicfusion.life. And I will be happy to tap into your world and learn a little bit more about you and where you're going and make a deeper connection so that together we might be able to become leaders worth following and truly liberate those in our world that are striving for greatness. Because, man, together we can all become giants doing great things with great humility. And that, my friend, is something to celebrate. For now, that's the end of this series. And I look forward to chatting with you guys further on the next episode. And I, I don't even know where we're gonna go next. I mean, we, who knows? It's gonna be exciting. Just, just watch out. Just watch out. hope this has been valuable. Send this to a friend, guys. This is a. If this has been valuable to you, send this to someone that you know needs to learn a little bit more about the five gears. This is something that you don't hold on to for yourself, but it is truly something that can begin to impact those that you love and that you lead on a day to day basis. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Bearded Wisdom Show. You got a buddy or friend who needs to hear this? Please send them a link. And don't forget to hit that follow button so you can come back and hang out with Les every day.